0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to my very first podcast. In my podcast, I will be empowering single mother with kids. I will try to help you live your life to your best, to your full attention as a single mom with kids. In this podcast, I will be supporting you, giving you educational tips, resources, and inspiring. Also, I have a blog, which is called One Journey, One Mom, W-I-X-S-I-T-E.com. O-J-O-M. Please follow me and thank you for your support. Hello ladies and gentlemen. Today we will be talking about struggling with anxiety part two. Today I will be talking about my struggle with anxiety, how I have a handle on it, and how I overcame anxiety. So, let me tell you about my story with anxiety. It started back in 2000, and I say 13. I had lost my grandma like a week before Christmas. And during that time, I was good. I was taking care of my three kids, getting them back and forth to practice, doing this, going to going to school and work and doing all of this. So, I lost my grandma like a week before Christmas, like I told you. And I wasn't able to go to the funer- funeral because My kids were sick. I had three kids that were sick with the flu, and I had nobody to take care of my kids. So that caused me not to go to the funeral to see my grandma, which is my grandma. She raised me, so I wasn't able to go see her. So I was upset with God because I was mad because he took her from me, and I was mad because she would not be here to see me graduate from college and and to see me get married. So I was upset with that. That night, one night, I went to sleep. It had to be somewhere around like de- late December, probably early January, but I think it was around like late December, somewhere around there. I woke with went to sleep normal as I would, me and my kids just sleep, and I woke up like out of my sleep. My body went from hot to cold, like in a matter of a second, and it scared me because I was like, I was about to die, who's going to take care of my kids? I didn't know what was going on with my body, so I had I called 911. They rushed me to the doctor, and my kid's pastor, which was the youth pastor there, she uh, met me at the church, I mean, met me at the hospital with my kid. So they're like, what's going on? I told them that my body went from hot to cold. My heart started racing. It's like my life flashed right before my eyes. So I went there. They did uh, check my thyroids, see if I have high blood pressure. They're checking all kinds of things. Everything came back normal. Everything was good. So I was like, okay, I can go home and relax and just chill. And it kept happening over and over. My body go from hot to cold. My heart started racing. I, mean, I I would go to sleep fine, but it would just wake me up my sleep, out of my sleep. So I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? It, just, it was just getting bad. It had got so bad to where I could walk into my apartment. And when I walk into my bedroom, my bedroom, um it was like a black cloud, something black was in my room, it's like it just freaked me out, so I couldn't stay there, I was, I was at somebody's house, sleeping, cause I feel like if I was in somebody's house, something happened to me, that get me there, that get me to the hospital, fast enough to save me, so I could be there for my kids, it was so bad and I was like, go to, tr- I had it was so bad to where I was not even trying to go to work, I couldn't even go, I couldn't even go to school because it was just that bad, I felt like I wasn't there. Like if I wasn't there near my kids, I thought that um I was gonna who's gonna take care of my kids? Who's gonna be there for them? Oh, it was just so bad. So me, you know, I was heavily I was involved in the church. You know, I, I went to church every Sunday, every Wednesday. Me and my kids they were faithful. So I said, okay, God, maybe maybe God. Pun-. So I went to church. And I had these, I told the people, you know, like the the prayer wars of the church, what was really going on with me and stuff. So, they like, what's going on? Tell me what's going on with you, Felicia. And I told them, I'm not going to lie to them. So, I told them. And so, that's like, well, maybe God punish you for something. Maybe you're doing something wrong. I was like, just questioning myself. I said, well, maybe God mad at me because I had two kids out of wedlock. It'll be not two kids. Three kids. Three kids out of wedlock. Maybe he's mad at me for that. You know, I was like, maybe God mad at me for that. Maybe um, he was mad at me for not. I don't know. It was going through my mind. People have, I, thought, I thought I was losing my mind. When I said I thought I was losing my mind, I'm not going to even sit here and lie to y'all. I thought I was losing my mind. So I was like, oh my God, what is going on? It was so bad to where, like, if my if I had to go to church, I'd be the first one to, to church. Like, Wednesday night, if my kids had something to do with church, I'd just go sit there at the... Just go sit there at the church parking lot because I felt like if I was this close to God, I'll be okay. If I was there if somebody was at the church and something happened to me, I'll be okay. Like it was just that bad. And then people had me thinking like God was mad at me. I must have did something wrong for What did you do? So I'm questioning God, like, God, is you mad at me because I had three kids out of wheel life? Are you mad at me? I mean it had it was so bad to where one day, hmm. One day. I had went to school. By this time, I had moved into a different apartment. Had I moved into a different apartment? Yeah, I had moved into a different apartment. And I thought I was okay. Like, I was okay. I had went to counseling, wrote my grandma a letter, tell her that I'm sorry to come back to the funeral and, like, forgive me. And I asked God to forgive me because I was mad at him. You know, all this type of stuff. I was just doing that because that's what I thought maybe God was plunging me for. And I reached out to my dad, told him dad I'm sorry could can go. He's like, I understand, Felicia, you have you single parent, you got kids, you don't have the money, and my sister was so mad at me. But it was just horrible. You talking about have your he talking about having your mind somewhere else. Anxiety would have your mind all the way in the left field. You wouldn't even know your mind would go there. So let me tell you about this story. I was on my way to school, college, Kirgway College. On my way. I I made it to work I made it to school five made it. And I know by that by that time my kids will probably beat me home or I beat my kids home. Ooh, it's kinda hard to talk about this, but I'm gonna talk. Um without crying. <clears throat> so I made it to work. I mean I, I not work. I worked at I worked and with the school there. So I made it. I got work. You know fine. Got to work. And also I got in my car. I was fine. Got in my car. Driving alone. And all of a sudden, before I, like I, it's like a. But well, you're not from Kilgore. Gotta, I'm gonna tell you, it's like a little dip. Like you know, you leave the city part of Kilgore, then you like go down this stretch of road, which is not that bad. My heart started racing. It scared me so bad. My heart raced so bad that I thought my heart was gonna jump out, out of my body. So I pulled over. I was like, okay, please, you get this together. You, make it, you can make it to Longview. If you get to Longview, you'll be okay. You got to get that to your kids. You got to get there. So I was like, okay. So I pulled up and got to, got, got worse. So I pulled over at the gas station. And I told this lady, my heart rate. So she said, do you want me to call an ambulance? I said, yes. So they called an the ambulance. They were telling her to give me an aspirin because they thought I was having a heart attack and all this stuff. I was like, no, I don't want to, You know, I don't like taking medicine as it is. So I didn't take nothing. So I was like, no, I don't want to take it. But, you know, I didn't take it. So the ambulance got there or whatever. But it's like, man, what hospital do you want to go to? Because there's two hospitals, one in Kirgoire, one in Longview. I was like, oh, I should go to, go to, do I go to the one in Kirgoire? Because it's like, I'm closer here. Do I go to one in Longview? Because if something happened to me in Longview. I'm there with my kids. I'm there, you know. So I said, I go to Longview. I said, take me to Good Shepherd in Longview. They're like, okay, come on, ma'am, Lee, I got my purse, got out of my stuff, belongs my, uh, my, out of my car, got an ambulance. And he was like, okay, ma'am. He said, is anything going on? I you to ask me all these questions. And, Lord forbid, my heart rate got up to 200. I could not, because I started thinking, my mind thinking, what is something happen to you, Felicia? you going to take care of your kids. My mind, when I said my mind was rolling, oh, my mind was rolling just as fast as my heart was rolling. So I was like, oh, my goodness. And he's like, man, you need to calm He tried to tell me, you need to calm down. You need to calm down. And I could not calm down. So I got to, um. Got to age, So they wheeled me into a little room or whatever, and it was like they did an EKG, they thought I was dehydrated, that's so why all my heart was racing. they would do all this stuff. No blood pressure problem, no thyroid problem, no nothing, nothing. So he said, "He, the doctor was like, I don't know what I'm doing. your heart rate won't go down. By that time, my kids had came up there, and the lady that stayed up, up above me, she had brought my kids in there because I was worried about my kids. And then I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I was like crying, all this type of stuff. So the man said, I'm going to put you on something to keep your heart rate low. When well, he put me on something. What was that medicine called? Antelope? Something. It's been so long ago. Antelope or something. Anto- it was something to keep your heart rate low. So I was like, okay. So he said, I want you to take it. Then here's this number. They're going to see your heart month. I was like, a heart month? He said. I was like, oh, my God, something's wrong with my heart. I was like freaking out, because when I said hard, I was like, oh, Lord, so he was like, "Here, he have anxiety, he was having a panic attack, and he gave me all this information on stuff that I need to do or how to do stuff, so I was like, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, so at that time, hmm, by that time, I went to go see my doctor, and my doctor, um, let me go back, before, before let me go back, okay, before I had got to the hospital situation, I moved a little bit too fast, um, I had went to my my doctor he, and this lady had put me on some high blood pressure medicine I know y'all seen it all over the news I didn't take it because I tried to take it one time it made me feel weird and by that time I was spending the night at my sister's house because I was scared to stay in my own house staying at my sister's house staying at other people's houses I was everywhere I, I couldn't even stay at my own house that's how bad it was I couldn't stay so I was like okay so he said so I went back and I told him he said so she so I went back to her. And she said, I don't know why he put you on high blood pressure medicine, blah, blah, blah. By, by that time, it was too late then because they said I had high blood pressure. I went out and brought me a blood pressure cuff. I took it wherever I went. I took it to church. I took it to the gas station. I, took, I mean, I took it to, church, to the gas station. I had to go to the gas station. I took it to the when I went grocery shopping. I took it to school. Wherever I went, that blood pressure. I was checking every 15, maybe a 100 times a day because that man told me I had high blood pressure. And I believed that I had high blood pressure. I would take this, take it. So my son, which is my youngest son, JJ, he would always say, Mom, you don't have high blood pressure. ain't nothing wrong with you. There's nothing. He always said there's nothing wrong. I didn't want to hear that. Because I had made a conclusion that something's wrong with me. So I was like, okay. Every night, I felt so bad for my kids. But my kids, I'm like my hero. They're like my cheerleaders. They are my everything. Every night, I would wake up in the middle of the night. We had to, I had to wake them up. Like, y'all come over. we got to go to the hospital. Like, like well, what's wrong, what's wrong? There are times they didn't even go to school because they were scared to leave me at home by themselves. They wanted to make sure I was okay. So, every time we go in the hosp- back in the ambulance, my son will always play Tasha Cobb. Mm. He would always play Tasha Cobb, and the song was Break Every Chain. He would always play that song. He said, Mommy, you okay? I know them paramedics and nurses were like, what the world? But he he kept, he was the only one that was calm. My other two kids, they was kind of scared. But he was the only one that was calm. He was the, like the most common child, which he is to this day. He's still the most common child of all. He's still calm. Um, I went through that, and then I said, I got something. I something has to be done. So I went to. They said, go to this therapist lady. Maybe she can help you. So I went to her. She said, ma'am, I cannot give you nothing for anxiety anxiety is you have to be training your body on how to control your breathing on how to do different stuff I was like okay I was like Lord, I don't know what to do so by that time I got up enough courage I said okay some lady had gave me some um, anointed oil I said okay I'm gonna have to stay in my own house because I couldn't, care. I couldn't keep leaving going back and forth at that time you know, it was like I was spending nights somebody how I had to get up extra early so my kids can go to school it was just too much so I was like okay so I got in there and started praying in my house. I said, "Okay, we're gonna we gonna deal with this head off." So I got up, prayed in my house, prayed in my room, whatever. I said, "Okay, I'm gonna sleep in here." So then one night, I was dreaming, me dreaming, and it's like so real because I felt the devil clogging me with his claws in my in my skin, like just trying to try. We was fight. We had a physically fight, like fighting. I was fighting him. First he was winning, but you know, <laughs> I took the upper hand, and I was fighting. Him. I I beat the devil up so bad that I folded him up, like, you know, like, into like a little cube box or whatever and flicked it. And after that, I didn't have, after that, my house was more at peace. I don't know why, why it was like that, but I felt it. So by that time, got me little, I was a little better. I, I moved into another apartment. So, okay, but I had to wear the heart monitor. So I had to get him a heart monitor and I wasn't, I had to drop out of school. I hated that, but I had to drop out of school. I dropped out of school because I couldn't drive myself to Kilgore. I was just so afraid because that one time I did did try to drive myself to school to Kilgore, somebody had to come get me because I couldn't make it. I just couldn't make it to Kilgore. And Kilgore from Longview was maybe like 15 minutes. Tops. Depending on how fast you drive. So I did that. I was like, oh Lord, I don't know what I'ma do. I was just scared. So So I wore the heart monitor and stuff. I was like, okay. I did it every time I felt like I had one. I pressed little button. So I went to go do the EKG. You know, I had to go do the test, the stress test. And when I walked in there, it was nothing but older people. And it was me, my son, and the own lady from the church. Cause I couldn't drive myself, you know. So I was like, okay. And I was like, Lord, I gotta get myself together. I really have to get myself together. No, I'm the only young one. Everybody looking at me like I'm crazy. So, <laughs> so I did stress tests. Did he did the echo of my heart? You know, did stress tests in my heart. I had to drive, ride on, get on this machine, the treadmill. I did all that, and he said, "Ma'am, there's nothing wrong with your heart. You have you are stressing yourself to death. What are you doing? Why are you stressing? Why are you worrying?" And I was like, "I don't know because I didn't know I was stressing. I didn't know I was worried. I don't know. So he said, "I need you to start walking and running at least thirty minutes a day." And he was like, "Stop, though, no. like, give I gave up. I gave up when I said when he said like caffeine and sugar. I completely gave up tea, anything that had sugar in it. I went cold turkey. I did that, <laughs> and I felt so great because every morning I would get up, I would have like a cup a coffee cup, but it'd be like some coke or tea in the plate like I'm drinking coffee because I'm not a coffee drinker but I have my Coke and tea every morning. I just gave that when I say I gave it up, I completely hit cold turkey. I didn't drink I didn't have no no candy, no nothing. And I think I'm gonna go back to that, but but I'm not having anxiety or nothing like that. But that made me felt better when I didn't do this. So I was like, okay. So I started back working out, so I get myself together and stuff like that. So I was able to figure out what so it's like caffeine so if I want to eat something sweet I had to do it early part of the day you know because I had to recondition my body because I felt like I was doing too much I was, you know which I would do be worried about stuff stressing about stuff stuff like that so fast forward though know, uh, now when I first uh, when I moved into apartment and I had to like find an apartment I will always find an apartment that was like closer to the uh, fire station like to say, if I had to move into an apartment, I had to see if the fire station or the firehouse is closed. Because if it's closed, I'd be okay. Cause they, they get to, they can get to me quick. If something happened to me. I can get I can, they can get to me quick. That was my that was my thing. So when I moved out here to Houston, I stayed with my when I moved out here. I, um, it was bad when I moved out here because I had lost everything. Lost my apartment. Lost my car. I lost everything. I just came out here with this, me and my kids and some clothes. Came out here to stay with my and uncle and stuff like that. It was pretty bad, and um, pretty bad. That's another episode. Um, Then I came out here and then we lost everything because of because of the flood, not because of Harvey. I'm gonna get to that, but because of the tax day flood, we lost. I lost my apartment because of that. Cause you know when site Fair was out. Um, Apartment people didn't understand because how they paid us, it was weird, but whatever. So, with the court for that, because they had to eviction me out, so I went to stay in the hotel. I was fine working, staying in the hotel, but I was mad as hell. I'm gonna say that I was mad as hell. Because I was like, God, how can you let this happen to me and my kids? You got us standing in a hotel and it's bad enough room for us. I mean this a whole bunch of stuff. Mad, mad. I was so very mad. At myself and I think I was more mad at I think I was more mad at myself than God. So by that time I was um staying in the hotel I took my kids. I was still working at Site Fair and had a car and um I worked at Site Fair. So I go work from 6 to like 6 in the morning to like 8.30. Then I go home for a little bit. Then I come back from 3. I had to be back for 2.30 and get off like at 6 or 6.30. That's how it was because I was working before after school. So I did that. So when we stay in the hotel, I wasn't able to go back to the room because I didn't want to be left alone. I wanted to be close to my kids. I didn't want them to, I didn't want nothing to happen to me. I didn't want nothing to happen to my kids because that's how my mind was conditioned. If something happened to my kids. Can I get there fast enough? Something happened to me. Could my kids be there to help me? So that's how it was. It was it's like it was a park beside one of my kids' school. I'll go sleep in my car. I'll read my Bibles, write in my journal thing, talk to God, and everything, and sleep in my car until it was time for me to go back to work. Or I'd go to the YMCA and work out. But that was it. That's as far as i go. Because I would not go back to my hotel room because I was scared. I was scared to be left alone. I was scared to be by myself. And I also was also scared of the unknown. Because when you're by yourself, the devil plays with your mind. So I didn't want to be by myself. I wanted to be around people, you know. So I did that. I did that for a long time. Long time. And I always stress, I mean, we always got, I always stress and worry because we got kicked out of the room. We got kicked out because I couldn't pay it, I didn't have the money, or how, like, if I had to pay it, I didn't get paid till the next week. It was hard because I had to pay every week. And I stayed there in that hotel for, for three and a half years. Me and my kids stayed there. It was, I ain't gonna complain, it was, it was hard, but we made it through. So, when I, um, when I lost now, I lost the apartment with Harvey, the hotel, cause of Harvey, cause I couldn't get to work, and I just couldn't. So one night we had left, we had left my job. By this time I don't even have a car. We going Uber everywhere. Everywhere we had to go, we was Uber. I was Uber. I didn't care. At first, I was mad because I'm like, I'm oh, to wait on people to pick me up when I'm ready to go I'm ready to go. But I had to do Uber, so I did Uber for for a while. It was hard, but I did Uber for a while. Sometimes I asked people to pick me up if they could, take me here if they could, you know, stuff like that. But I had to do what I had to do for me and my kids. Um, by that time, I had left work and I was like, Lord, I don't know what we're gonna do because I ain't have the money to stay at a hotel. I ain't have nothing. I was like, Lord, I don't know what to do. So, I asked the lady, can my, you know, can my stuff stay in the room? You know, my son had messed up his hand. So, he had walked to the hospital. And my kids were like, Mom, what are we going to do? Where are we going to stay? I was like, honey, I don't know. Because, you know, I'm trying to be cheerful, be happy. But deep down, I was like, I'm crying. I was like, Lord, well, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do, so. I went, I just called this number, called the shelter. And then my anxiety started to um, come back because I was stressing, worrying about different stuff that it just overtook me. So I know I had to calm myself down Hello, ladies and gentlemen, part two, back to where I was talking about before I was rudely interrupted, I was talking about when I had to go to a shelter when my anxiety was up high. What I want to say is that people that deal with anxiety, there are people that need someone they just want, if they call you and they just say, talk to me because they probably having a panic attack or they probably dealing with something that you have no idea so my thing is, like, um, when I leave in the morning, my son taught me this. He helped me. When I used to leave in the morning before I found this job working at Climb. I used to be scared to leave them at home by, by themselves. Like, I'd go to work in the morning. They here, but they got to go to school. And I'm not there, here, to get, you know, something happen to them. So I always, that's how my mind works sometimes. So I, uh, my son said, Mom, you can do it. This, I always he always said, Mom... This, I was as soon. As I get in the car, he said, Mom, so listen to Tasha Cobb, just listen to some gospel music, just do do something to help you. So I was like, Okay. So one day he said, Mama, I want you, you can do it. You can do it by yourself. You can go there by yourself. I was like, Okay, <laughs> okay, if you say so. <laughs> that is me. So, I got in the car one morning. I was like, God, show me that you... always get in the car. I said, God, show me a sign that you're here with me. Show me a sign that you never left me nor forsake me. I always ask God to show me. So, that way, you know, one morning, I was just to show me that he's there. I just always need that reassurance. You know, we always have to have that. So, one morning, I was going, going down 290. But this, I got on the feeder. And I never knew there was a train track. So, I was about to call my kids and my heart was about to race. I was telling myself... Unless you're okay, there's nothing wrong with you because if you have to tell yourself that because your mind will have you somewhere else think you're about to lo- you lose your mind. So I was like, okay, I'm okay. So I drove to work that day by myself. I was so happy and proud because I was able to, I knew that I could do this with the help of God. I knew that I could be that same person that I used to be get in my car and just go somewhere. Just be able to get in my car and just drive. Not having my mind wander. Oh, what if something happened to your kids? What if something happened to you? Oh, blah, blah, blah. Because anxiety is nothing to, it's real. And people don't think it's real, but it's very real. I am a living witness. I am a living soul. And I know all about anxiety. I know what it can and can do. do. Um, so I was able to do that. And I called my kids and told them what happened. It was like, oh, what's so are you so happy, you know? <laughs> that, that's who I tell but I also have to when I told people at work they don't understand because maybe they never dealt with it. So when you when people that have anxiety and they deal with stuff, they have to have somebody that's very compassionate, somebody that understands what it's like. Not 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 for them to experience, but some have some kind of like okay you have okay just calm down you know there's somebody to this to have that ear or someone to talk to because most people think it's like oh police you need to take some drugs for it oh police you need to do this no i have me and jesus had this talk a long time ago and i told Jesus because i saw somebody who used to be on medication that takes stuff and diets and all that stuff and i not want to be like that person i don't want to be zombed out and zom- i want to be the cool cool happy-go-lucky mom that i am to this day um, I didn't want to be on medication. Yes, I do take medicine for different stuff, but I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to take it for that because I knew it was the, it was the enemy. I knew that he wanted, he wanted my mind. So I try to, um, try to not let him conquer into my mind. So like, if I feel like I'm gonna have an anxiety attack, or I feel like it, I just call somebody and I just have a whole, whole conversation. They have no idea why I called them. I just need someone just to talk to. I mean, don't get it all don't get it all peachy Yes, I still deal with it, but I know what what caused it. Like I know if I stress too much or worry. That is the main two triggers right there because I do stress and I do worry. I'm not going to even sit here and lie. Why do I worry? Because I'm a single mother with three kids trying to make sure me and my kids always have a roof over my head, food on the table and always have some some kind of sense of normalcy. Like uh Like, right now, I'm not stressing, but I am worried just a little bit. Even though Christmas is not here, I always want to make sure my kids have the best of everything. You know, I just want them to experience the best of everything. Yes, my kids have everything, but, they, you know, they say, Mom, we don't need nothing. I have everything. But it's just me because I want my kids to always feel like they're not left out. I always want to make my kids feel like they are, you know, uh, that I'm able to get them something. I worry about, um... He's uh, my son, he's like he's very sick a lot, so I worry about him. Like, you know, sometimes I take off work because I gotta do this and I do this. like if I get sick, Lord, how am I gonna pay this or how am I gonna do this? That's stressing and worries are my two triggers. Sometimes I have anxiety because of my hormonal things, you know, when it's that time of the month and my balance is off, it throws it off. I don't have it often thank you Jesus, hallelujah, praise God, I don't, but I know my triggers, and i I can feel feel like when I feel like one is coming up, I get in my you know I pray, I talk to people, certain people I talk to are very not I'm not really open up to like very open up to people I know how people can be so judgmental because oh you got anxiety, you know you know stuff like that I am it's very very mellow I mean i try I test you out. I try to observe you and just feel like okay. She might be easy to talk to or somebody I could trust, then I'll talk to you. But if you are not trustworthy that I don't see it like that, I won't say nothing to you. But on a note, just be be mindful that people do have anxiety. They might be ashamed to talk about it or ha or feel to talk about it because it's very hard to open up to open up to me, it was very hard to talk to people about my anxiety because I was like when I said it, I was like she's like I deal with it too I was like it was so shocking to know that I am not the only one that deal with it that I know how to that I thank God that I know how to now I know how to like deal with it like I don't wake up because it, it was so bad I would be scared to wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom I was scared because if I get up in the middle of the night I'm not gonna be able to go to sleep and my mind gonna get the wandering. So I tried to do that. I mean, I've f- tried different things, and it has really helped me. Like, I gave up sugar. Like, if I eat some candy or something, it will be early, in the early part of the day. It can't be later on at night because if I do that next morning, I'm not going to be able to. I'll be able to get to work, but it's going to be a task. It's going to be a struggle. Or it's like too much caffeine. That, or if I or if I just be thinking about stuff that I that's out of my control, like God supposed to be dealing. With, but I'm taking it back from Jesus because I feel like I can do it. Yeah, I did. Then that's gonna come up. So I teach myself not how to do it. I get a journal. I have so many journals. Which I wish I could just show y'all, but I can't. But I have so many journals. Where I just write down stuff. I write it down and I, I just write it down. Whatever I'm thinking about, I pray for people. It's just whatever. I just journal a lot. Um, what else worked for me that I deal with when I have anxiety? Like I listen to gospel music or i just listen to music or i just like if i feel down in the prison i play the game with my kids because you know i just play mario they might beat me in the game but i play with them so i challenge you if you are dealing with anxiety or anything i mean if you have to take if your anxiety bad or whatever i'm not telling you not to take no medicine i just chose not to take medicine because me and jesus had a talk You know, and oh, I have another thing I do take is uh, magnesium pills. I take that and it it helps, you know, magnesium pills, magnesium pills. It's up to you if you want to take it. But that helps me. I'm not saying it might help for everybody, but that helps me. Um, I also try to take vitamins. And like if I get up in the morning, I don't rush myself. Like I have a clock in my car. I, if I look at the clock, because that makes me feel like I'm rushing there. It, it makes me like 80s and stuff. So I took the clock off my radio. You know, like I don't see the time on my radio. Or, you know, I just do different stuff that I know what would trigger it, what not to do. Uh, like I get up in the morning, I try not to rush myself. Like I get up in the morning, I lay in my bed for a couple moments, couple minutes. Just relax. Get up. I try not to holler at my kids, but sometimes it don't always work out right. I try to just not... Get myself overwhelmed um, And I also work out Every night. and then Not going to say I work out every day But I also work out every night. and day. So to people who are dealing with anxiety Just always know you are not alone If you feel like you need to reach out to me Or tell me some things You know My email is AliciaLove 474 at gmail.com You know I have a web um, I have a blog Which is called One Journey Com forward slash ojom so this i'm just letting y'all know that you can conquer anxiety anxiety will not conquer you remember that you can conquer anxiety but don't let anxiety conquer you thank you ladies and gentlemen for listening to my podcast i hope you come back and listen to me again thank you Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to my podcast on today. Today is April the 15th, so today is hump day. So I hope y'all had a good day, Monday and Tuesday. So I'm going to say a devotional, and then I'm going to pray that I'll probably give y'all some input, some insight, something like that. Okay, today is it states, for April the 15th, it states, Trust me, do not be afraid many things feel out of control your routines are not running smoothly you tend to feel more secure where your life is predictable let me lead you to the rock that is higher than you and your, you and your circumstances take refuge in my shelter of shelter of my wings where you where you are absolutely secure when you are shaking out of your comfort comfortable routine grabs my hand tightly and look look for a growth opportunity. Instead of the mourning, the loss of your comfort, accept the challenge of something new. I lead you I lead you on for glory to glory making you making you fit for my kingdom. Say yes to the work I say yes to the ways I work in your life. Trust me and do not be afraid. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Isaiah chapter 12, verse 2. From the end of the earth, I call to you. I call as my heart grows faith. Lead me into the rock that is higher that is higher than. For you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the foes. I long to dwell in your tent forever. And take refuge in the shelter of your wings. Psalms chapter 61 verse verse 2 through 4. But we all with a villain face behold as a mirror the glory of the Lord. Are being transferred into the same image from glory to glory. Just as by the spirit of the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18. And this is stated in the NKJV version. So today it is saying, trust me and do not be afraid. So I know a lot of people, I know a lot of stuff is going on with this coronavirus and you know, people have lost their job. They don't know how they're going to pay their rent, their light bills and other kind of stuff, their car notes, whatever the case may be, their house, you know, mortgage, all that type of stuff. People going through a lot. So God said, just trust me and do not be afraid. I mean, like yesterday yesterday. I was um go t- going to the store to do some grocery shopping, so I told my son, um, get your mask or something, you know, like get your mask, and I want you going to the store like that, you know, without no, you know, nothing of your mouth. He was like, Mama, I ain't worried about that. I'm covered with the blood. Of Jesus. He walked in that store with no mask on. He said he was not worried about wearing no mask. I was like, Wow. So that means he has so much trust, even though if even though the CDC is saying, okay. Wear the mask, do uh, no do do this to protect yourself. Even though he knows what the CDC said, and he knows what we're supposed to do, but he still said, I'm going to trust God, and I'm not going to be afraid. He said he's not worried about it. He said, <laughs> my son said he's not worried about that coronavirus. He said he trusts God. I mean, he trusts God. He said, Mom, am covering the blood of Jesus. And I was like, okay. But I put my mask on. But he was like, Mom, I'm not putting no mask on. Uh, I trust God I'm covering the blood of Jesus. And we walked through the store. We did what we had to do. We came on right out. But he, he had, but he has that trust. I mean, I have seen him. This is my youngest one. I have seen him time and time. That stuff can go wrong with me. I could be, like, about to blow my mind, Like, my mom's about to go crazy or whatever the case may be. But even though I'm going through all this, he was like, Mom, why are you stressing Mom, stop this. Just trust God. He's going to make a way. And I was just like, how can my son have so much, like, you know, so much childlike faith? Like, he... Even though he haven't gone through stuff that, because he's still young, you know, he's at a teenager. But he haven't really, like, gone through stuff like grown people go through. But he's like, no matter what, he's, he's just, I say, so, I always ask him, when I ask him, I said, how is it that you can trust God and you don't? Even, he said, I don't know, Mama, but I just trust him. I just know that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. And even though things have been rocky for us or whatever, but even through it all, he still trusts. God, no matter what, he still trusts him. He said, and also he say many things may feel out of control. Like, you like, all oh, this new way you have to be social distant from people where you can't like go get your hair done, your nail done, or just be around your family, your friends, or whatever. It say many things may feel out of control, but your routine, your routine, are not running smoothly you tend to feel secure when your life is predictable okay so when all this stuff was not going on we life was like okay good i know okay i know i'm gonna do this day everything we had everything predicted okay i know i'm, I'm gonna do what, okay my kids got disappointment this, this day or this day you know everything was like predictable but now since everything is not so now we feel like we don't have no control like we tend to feel like we don't have uh control of what's going on around us like we feel out of control like Okay, now I got to be careful. If I go here, I got to take six feet away from this person. I can't go see this person. You know, it's just like kind of hard for people now. So he said, let me lead you to the rock that is higher than you and your circumstance. So God said, I know all this stuff is going on, but I'm going to take you higher than you and your circumstance. I mean, he, he already know what's going on, so he's going to take us higher. So just think about it. Oh, God, I can't believe I'm going through this. But when we come out of it, we probably be in a better situation. i probably have a better job. But whatever we wanting, God said he's going to take care of you and your circumstances. So, like, with this coronavirus, all this stuff, he's going to take care of it and, the, and you. Um, it said, take refuge in my shelter for my wings, where you are able to, where you are absolutely secure. So, God said, keep, keep protection, protection. Um, Cap your angels around him. Just always ask God to keep his angels around me when I go to the store, around my car, around my house, around everybody. Me and my kids, whoever. I always ask God that because he said that in his word that his angels, he said, take refuge in my shelter for my way where you're absolutely secure. When you are shaken out of comfort routine. He said, when you're shaken out of your comfortable routine, grab my hand tightly and look forward to growth opportunities. So, I feel even though we go through this social distance and we can't like like our routine is like really screwed up because we can't do because you know people have okay i know what i'm gonna do this weekend me and my girls gonna hang out we're gonna do this but every like the routine is changed so god said when you feel like when you when you when you are shaking out of your control grabs grip my hand tight and look for growth opportunities so god wants us to grow more into him now i feel like he wants us to be more be able to read the bible pray day and night just be able to have a more of a communication an intimate relation with him so we need to stop being so how can i say this so um uh, like i'm gonna pray what i want to pray i'll read the Bible what i want to read the bible that type of stuff. We need to get more into it. Because I feel like that's what God has called us to do. And it's time. I don't know. But I just feel that way. Because it is so much stuff going on. People are dying left and right. It is people out here shooting people. People out here robbing. It is so much stuff going on. And I feel like God is trying to tell us to get ourselves together. It is the time for us to wake up. Even though we cannot go to church. The church is just a building. We are the church. So God is trying to tell us. Come on. It's time for us to wake up. It is time. And my son had told me when the storm happened or whatever, he said, Mama, I feel like God giving us a checkup. He wants us to get to get it together. Like, he tired us playing around, joking, and he, ha-ha, talking about we a Christian, we not, no. God said, he, he said, he's nothing about it anymore. He said, uh, instead of moaning and the loss of comfort, accept the challenge of something new. God wants to accept this challenge. It's like something new. Okay, Lord, man, a lot of people have to work from home. They got to deal with their kids, have to deal with their home, you know. It's like all new for everybody, but God said, "This accept the challenge as new, something new." You know, it's like, "Oh wow, I didn't know I can work from home. I didn't know I could, you know, multitask everything and still be happy. I mean, always take care of yourself. Always have time for yourself." But accept this challenge as something new, something that can, you never know where this might take you. You know, you probably you just don't know it. He said, "Accept this as something new," and he said, "I will lead you." Um, from glory to glory making you fit for my kingdom so you never know what God is doing he, he's making you fit for his kingdom uh, you can be you know working from home you never know your business can like you might think of a creative idea for your business something you know it's, it just takes off when all this is over you never know that is my goal that's my prayer for me uh, say yes to the works I work in your life trust me and do not be afraid so, God wants us to trust him and do not be afraid. I know there's a lot of stuff going on in this world, but God said, just trust me and don't be afraid. He don't want us to be, like, live ourselves so isolated, live us, like, anxiety and stress and depression. He don't want us to live like that. He just said, trust me and do not be afraid. And when I say trust me, I have a lot of um, trust because, like, I know God's going to do it, but it's like, when is he going to do it? Like, some I have, like, I've, Waver in there because I'm like, God, I like God, know you see what's going on. Like, is he really gonna do something? But I just sometimes I just step back, be like, okay, he's gonna work it out, but not how I want it to work out, but he will work it out. So I just have sometimes I just step back and be like, okay, Jesus, I'm gonna let you do your thing, and that's it. So today, I want I challenge you just to trust God and do not be afraid. It's all going to work out. We're going to look back at this and are like, wow, I can't believe we had this coronavirus going on, girl. So said, we, we, we get older, whatever, and we made it through that. Like, Lord, my God, I never thought I'd make it through that. Like, whatever the case may be, we're going to make it through this. So this accepted challenge is Challenge. It's something new. This is a new norm for us to be able to work from home. And if you are working from home, don't be groaning, moaning, and acting all this like, oh, whatever. Just be happy that you do have a job because there's people out there in this world. Who may, don't have a job? That's not getting paid. And they worry about how they're gonna pay their rent, their mortgage. You know, just all type of stuff. So don't be moaning and groaning. This the challenge is something new. That you're learning something new, and just go with the flow. Okay. So today is trust God and do not be afraid. So, Father Lord, thank you for waking us up each and every morning. I thank you, Father, for your mercy and grace. Is new each and every day. Father, Lord, thank you for capping your hands of protection around us, around our kids. And Father, Lord, I pray that you touch each one of our kids' minds and their hearts. And let them know, yes, I know they're probably tired of being stuck up in this house, not being with their friends and all this type of stuff. But Father, I pray that they accept the challenge that this is something new. This is might be the new norm for them. And But Father, Lord, I thank you that you... Touch their mind so they won't be so suicidal. They're not depressed or have anxiety and worried about this and that. They just learn how to be kids and to enjoy the moment that they have. Father, also thank you for everything you have done because, Father, we know this, if it wasn't for you, none of this would possible. Thank you, Father, Lord, that you touch each and every one who may be dealing with the corona. They might have a loved one, or they might be, there or they might have it. But, Father, I pray that you, I, you touch their body, and that their body begins to align with the Word of God. That their every muscle, every organ, every tissue, every cell, their body functions the way you designed it to function. Not the way man des- designed it. Not the way man want to function, but, but the way you designed it to function. Whoever may be dealing with any kind of illness or depression, anxiety, stress, whatever. Something's dealing with the mind. Father, I pray you touch that mind and you give them peace. Father. Peace that passes all understanding. Not this world peace, but Father, it's nothing like having your peace. The peace that passes all understanding. When you know you have the peace of God, you can't okay, nothing shaky. you. So, Father, I thank mm-hmm. you for that. Father, I pray for all the million people that have lost their job. They don't know how they're going to pay their rent, their mortgage, or whatever the case may be. But, Father, I pray that you... Just tell them to trust me and do not be afraid. They will come out on this on top. Because, Father, all we can do is just trust you. You still sits on the throne. And, Father, I thank you for that. Thank you, Father, Lord, just for who you are. Because we know you are awesome, amazing God. So, Father, I thank you for that. And, Father, I pray for whoever listened to this podcast on today. They know that even though everything is not going to where way their routine used to be or how it used to be. But, Father, I pray that they accept the challenge as something new that they just trust you and don't be afraid and to know that God, that you are our salvation and to, and that we will trust you and not be afraid, that you are strength and our song and thank you Father for everything you have done because I know without a shadow that doubt we will come out of this on top we will have testimonies, we will have people who have tried to create business in their home, they will begin to flourish, people that want to be able to work from home they will have the opportunity to be able to work for home. Don't have to work for nobody, but work for themselves. So, Father, I thank you that you open up people's minds to have creative ways to do. And, Father, I thank you that when people start to moan and gripe and complain about this and that, they follow you quick in their spirit be like, don't do that. Don't moan, don't complain, because he hate that. That God don't like us when we complain. Be thankful and be grateful, because the situation can be so much worse. So, Father, I just want to say I thank you for that. Because I know that you are awesome and amazing, God. So, guys, until next time, until next time. I hope y'all have a blessed and amazing Wednesday. And today, I challenge you just to trust God and do not be afraid. Just know that this accept this challenge is something new. Just be like, okay, God, I'm accepted. Whatever you want me to do, I'm gonna do it. This just start spending more time with God, have an intimate relationship, and just know that. God know what he's doing. And this did not catch him by surprise. It probably caught us by surprise. But it did not catch man by surprise. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, hope y'all have a blessed and amazing week.